All right, welcome to episode 28 of the At-Bat Baseball Podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest Chicago baseball news as well as take a trip around the league. Now, unfortunately, there's no Chicago baseball at this time anymore because postseason baseball is underway. But nonetheless, uh, we're here to talk about it. I am Saul Rodriguez along with Miles Porter. How are we doing today, man? Hey, you know, doing doing good. It's a little bit rainy. Uh, I think that's just like, you know, the baseball gods of Chicago crying on the fact that we're not here. We're not in the playoffs right now. But besides that, dude, sure. that was an awesome wild card. And we're off to a great start um, in, in both of these uh, division series games. So I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. No, for sure. Enjoying, like, dude, I mean, this is where I thrive, man. October is, October. it's funny because my birthday's in September, but October's the best. Is I'm not going to lie. Like, I love Christmas, too. But October is the best month because it got everything, man. Football, basketball, baseball. Like, just, it's just. You just thrive, man. It's just the best. Um, but you know what's funny is that it, like we're recording this on a Wednesday, but last night in Game One of the DS, it, it was raining in Los Angeles. I was like, "What?" Uh, at the end of that game, yeah, so weird, it's, it's, weird. Yeah. So, um, but no, uh, we'll t- we'll get into that. Talk about the postseason. Uh, but we also have a guest today, which uh, which is rare, but very much appreciated. Um, I, I was telling uh, Miles, and, and I mentioned in, in in the interview is the fact that I think it's probably like maybe like our third or fourth, fifth guest, but uh, it's her name is Nandini Singh, and she has a TikTok uh, account called Brown Girl Baseball, where she talks about stats, um, and just gives up, uh, gives you know, gives her her thoughts on baseball and all that. So it's really cool, and uh, we'll definitely link it link it in the description and link it. Um, you'll you'll see for sure in uh, her intro. Um, and yeah, it's a cool, really cool interview. We'll talk about a little bit about more later. Um, but first, uh, we'll talk about the postseason and just how crazy it has been already. It's just been a week. Um, but it has already been insane. We've seen people, people's ears being touched, uh, sweeps, uh, upsets. (laughs) All my predictions were wrong. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And we we all I think we weren't perfect we we had, we got something wrong I mean I yeah. I remember, remember that I picked the Cardinals to win here too so I, I that win that series and I that was just like not even yeah so uh, well, I love baseball for, man you you, exactly. you think you know it all and then it, you get surprised <laughs> exactly especially in October man anything can happen anything um, can happen but yeah what what are your what are your initial takeaways from from the wild card series like what what stood out for you the most that was some of the best baseball that I've watched all year mm-hmm. um. You know these teams. These teams are really fighting for something. And I, I look at I look at that Blue Jays Mariners series specifically. Um, the Mariners are showing so much heart right now. Um, and when you're seeing these players perform, Cal Riley, it's just you're, you, they're they're playing for something bigger than themselves. And you could tell. Um, you could tell that they really care about this. You know about about Seattle. You could tell that they really care about each other. Um, you know, I think a lot of credit to Scott Service as well. Um, you know, these 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 guys are they it's October baseball, you know what I mean? So everything it's, it's really all hands on deck. Um, you know, or all hands on someone's ears. Really weird. Um, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> um, yeah, same thing with the Padres. The Padres, you look at them, you think, okay, you know what? They, they had a good year, but the Mets, the Mets are the Mets. They 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 had a little bit of a, of a fallout at the end of the year, but there's they're still a very solid team. No, San Diego came in, came into their house and said, you know what? We're gonna take two or three from you guys. You guys enjoy the offseason like you usually do. We're gonna go try to make a run for it. So it's just um 
It's awesome. This is very awesome baseball. Yeah, no, yeah. And and the thing is too with that Padres series, uh Padres Mets, is despite the Mariners winning and still I, I'm I mean, I picked the Mariners, so like I'm not necessarily I'm not, not trying to flex or anything, but like that like I'm not even I'm not honestly not surprised. Like I, I in the sense of like I that that series was closer than a lot of people gave credit to, like in the because I've heard we talked about it, but I've heard people like when I talked about it, they're like Blue Jays are just flat out better. They have better better offense, whatever. And I'm like, uh, I think, you know, Mariners are going to have something to say about that. And that one, I'm less surprised on me personally. But the Mets and Padres series, dude, the way the Padres came out and just took it to the Mets, I mean, that is just crazy. And just the fact that they took it to Scherzer, the way they took it to Scherzer, um, you know, they, Ooh. I think they had like three home runs off that man. Like that was, that was rough to watch. I mean, the Mets, they, I still picked them to go to the NLCS, you know, before the, before it started, before the postseason started. Um, so that's out of the window, um, out the window, but it, it's just, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me what happened there with the Mets, especially playing at home uh, and, you know, having their, their guys go. But I think if you wanted to point to anything, if you had to point to anything, um, I think, and we talked about it a little bit last episode is the fact that the ground didn't go game one. And I know that most of it had to do with health. Most of it, probably a lot of you know people were saying that he probably wasn't even healthy going in that yeah. in that second game. Yeah. Um, but I, I I don't know if he was gonna if he pitched game two, he should have just pitched game one, and I think yeah. it would have changed the game. I think a lot of a lot of teams and and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of teams seem like they took game one as like uh like casually, like which doesn't make any sense to me. I I don't know for me. I, if I was a manager or something like that, which I have no credibility to be a manager, but if I had to be a manager and they put me in there, I'm trying to win one every game, two, yeah. especially game one, uh, it's, and and even especially again for a three game series, um, because the, the game one is such a swing game because it put like um, it put such pressure on uh, the Mets to to you know. Uh, not only start the Grom in game two, because that wasn't a sure thing either. Um, no. And then win that one and then still win two in a row. You got to beat the Padres two games out of three um, or sorry, uh, two straight. Um, so that, that in itself was hard. Um, but another, another series too, that uh, we haven't talked about is the, the Cardinals uh, losing to the Phillies. And I picked the Cardinals to win that series yeah. again. Phillies just took it to the Cardinals. And I think Cardinals and Cardinals also, they seemed just like the Mets shell shocked, like they had, you know, especially in game two game mm-hmm. one was ridiculous in the sense that it was like two zero after a Juan Yepes homer in the eighth. And then yeah. the, the Phillies came back and won in the ninth inning. I mean, that was crazy. Um, and then, you know, uh, in the game, you know, game two, um, uh, Aaron Nola did his thing. So um, a lot of things that have surprised me have happened this postseason, but that's what it's all about, man. October baseball is just like, all the stats are out, out, out the door. Nobody cares about your OPS. Nobody cares about your home runs. You know, it's just the way it is. And I think that's the best part about baseball is the fact that you can yeah. do work all season and get to the postseason and have it all be thrown away, honestly, on, on one bad, one bad series. Yeah. Um, kind of uh, dissecting more into uh, things that happened. Um, and you mentioned a little bit with the ear thing with uh, so what happened there was uh, Joe Musgrove was examined by the manager's, or sorry, by the umpires, uh, because um, Mets manager Buck Showalter uh, told the umpires about it. You know, told them that maybe he may be using a legal substance, at least to what it looked like. He never really said exactly what he he said to the umpires, but um, 
they he talked about how his RPMs were up and and you know and they were. I mean, you look at the numbers that they they were his RPMs were up compared to other starts. But um, as a lot of people said on 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 Twitter and stuff, uh, you know, with more you know guys throwing harder in October because it's you know more intense. Um, the harder you throw, the more RPMs you know go up. But yeah, what what did what did you think? I mean, it was just the most ridiculous scene. I think honestly, it was Mets desperation. I mean. Um, Joe Musgrove said it himself uh, that they were desperate at that point, and it's true. I mean, it was it was almost uh, it was almost a, a little bit embarrassing from the Mets' perspective because it was so late in the game uh, that you kind of it was kind of like a hail mary, like anything trying to get anything to to stop this guy from from doing work. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, it was that was a, that was a, in my opinion that was a desperation move, and I was watching that game. I didn't really I didn't really see any signs of. Him kind of, I mean, when when you watch certain pitches and you know James Karinchak comes comes to mind, some pitchers are very fidgety. They snap the mm-hmm. ball like Karinchak does, touches the hair, snaps the ball again, touches the jersey. From 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 playing next to to coaches and managers, that that does seem kind of weird. I, I get it in that standpoint, but when you look at when you really watch that whole game, well, when you watch his whole start. He was just simply just dominating. That was it. That was just a, that was such a desperation move by Buck Showalter. Um, the Mets only were able to muster up one hit that night. That's <laughs> when your team when your team is on the brink of, of of elimination and you guys are are one hit into a game, and there's there's pretty much no sign that you're going to touch a ball again. <laughs> I guess the thing, but you know, I think I think uh, I, I think Buck Showalter was kind of out of options at that point. He didn't really know how to fire his team up or any moves to make so he was like hey i think he has some substance or whatever it is go check him yeah I mean, no it, yeah okay. uh, it's just yeah you know it, it it is it is what it is obviously he buck was thinking you know with everything that's going on with everything with mm-hmm. the substance stuff like maybe they find some sweat or some some hair shampoo that's i don't, I don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not for that but and it, and it didn't work so yeah no and it's funny because they they, and they said it uh, during the telecast that uh, Andrew McCutcheon tweeted out saying that he had like red hot on there and like apparently pitchers do that. I honestly can't tell if he was being sarcastic or not, but that's what he was saying that they had like pitchers put hot sauce on their ears because it helps them like stay focused during the game. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a strange uh, setting. And also um, uh, I actually posted a clip of it on the at bat Instagram, but uh, it was hilarious seeing you Darvish's reaction to that. Cause he was like, yeah, they they asked him right. They were like, "Oh, what would yeah. you do if they if they try to touch your ear?" And and he basically said, "You can touch my ear." Uh, I think I forgot what it said. What what else he said? My nose or any, anywhere on my body or something like that. I'm just like, "Dang, okay, you Darvish." Okay, you. <laughs> we get it. Thanks. <laughs> he thanks you. We get the point. <laughs> oh God, I love that guy. Um, but yeah, no, kind of uh, looking ahead now to uh the division series. Um. You know, it just gets better. I feel like because you're kind of now inputting these um, the the higher seeds, and you kind of up the quality of baseball almost even more. As much as crazy as that was um, in the wild card, you know, you got the Phillies, the Braves, uh, the Mariners, the Astros, uh, the Guardians, the Yankees, and the Padres, the Dodgers. And, and now that I think about it, only one series has uh, two teams outside of their division, which is the Guardians and the Yankees. Every other series, it's division rivalries. So I think that's pretty cool, too. Um, it's something we we never really saw a lot of in, like, the 2000s, you know, before the new playoff formats and stuff with the wild card. It's cool to see um, – it's cool to see – listen, this one. It's cool to see divisional rivals 
in the division series, right? You, know, I always thought growing up as a kid, it's funny because I growing up as a kid, I'm always like, what it's called the, the division series, but like division rivals and don't really play that much in this one, right? Like, yeah, that's just, what I thought too. Just that's division winners, you know? Yeah, like yeah. I don't know, it's just I don't know, it's just like a little thing that I always like. I wanted to see more of in the division series, right? Yeah. Um, but I under, I understand the fact that like it is cooler to face in the NLCS because it's the best of seven, so maybe that's why I guess. Um, but. Yeah, kind of what's your overall, like, what's your outlook on where we're a game in now, as, as we recorded this on a Wednesday, um, Phillies won game one, uh, the Astros won game, won game one for that, for in that series, uh, mm-hmm. the Yankees won game one again over the Guardians, and the Dodgers won game one over the Padres. I think the only one that was surprising in that one, in that, in the division series was the Phillies because they uh, came out and just uh, smacked around Max Freed, um, who had like the short, his shortest start of, uh, of the season out of it. I think one of the shortest starts of his career and of yeah. a brave start in the playoffs. Um, and, and the Mariners almost had it too, but Jordan Alvarez was there to hit, you know, a three run walkoff home run off Robbie Ray. Uh, so kind of what's, what's your outlook on the division series? Um, and, and what, what do you, th- what you, what do you think is the best series uh, that's about to unfold? Oh goodness! You know, I really think that this that this Mariners this Mariners and Astros series is gonna be very fun to watch. I'm gonna start with the Phillies and Braves. That was that was an incredible game on both ends, in my opinion. And I, I like how the Braves, you know, they 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 almost had it at the end there. Um, but what an offensive performance um, on both sides. And you know, I'm you know just going through everyone's stats right now, looking at Nick Castellanos, who is who you know. He was he he performed he performed to a degree this year, but I think just um for him to drive in three RBIs yesterday and have three hits, you know, along with Harper, who also hit well, with Schwarber who's going over five, it's cool how they kind of pick each other up in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um Phillies were just they were just overwhelming. They were they 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 pretty much overwhelmed that Braves pitching staff, which is something that we know that they were not expecting. Um you you do look at that lineup and you expect them to hit, but you don't expect them to completely blow you out the water the way that they did. And so the Braves are kind of playing catch up from that point on. Um, so that was fun. Mariners and Astros. Oh my gosh, that was that was that was an emotional that was an emotional roller coaster. Now I couldn't watch that game because I was at work. Um, but you know, just going over the the highlights. Um, I think I think this is really underrated. Eugenio Suarez is one of the s- smoothest swings. In, in baseball, the result hasn't always been there the past year, two years. But when he when he just stays through the ball, keeps his bat through the zone, it's one of the most beautiful swings I've ever seen in, in my life. And we saw that. We saw that yesterday. Um, Julio Rodriguez had another great game. Ronan Alvarez gave him three at the plate. <laughs> and just, you know, uh, he is who he is. This is this is this is a team. This is the team that get hit. The Astros know how to play postseason baseball no matter how much you think you're up you're not gonna be able to count this team out because they've been there and they've done that and they're still doing it so so many so many great things to point at Yankees Guardians another another great another great game um the Yankees were able to pull away I know kind of a weird start uh Garrett Cole's pitch count was really up by the third Mm -hmm. inning um but they you know he was able to settle in and pretty much take care of business and Rizzo and another another great game and then Dodgers Padres I'm 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 gonna comment more on that when that series is done because that's gonna be a ride. So uh, I'm loving. I love all these matchups. Me personally. No, yeah, and, and the thing is too with that Padre series, 
is that um, I, I I picked the Mets over the Dodgers first of all to get to the NLCS. Um, you know, I just thought to be honest, uh, and and I got checked last night is the fact that I thought the Dodgers would be a little more like uh, not, not necessarily not necessarily not prepared, but just a little more. It would be a different feel because they have just been chilling the whole season, and you know the Padres coming in with with momentum. And man, I mean the Dodgers just came in and was like, and were like, you know, get out of the way. You know they they yeah, they yeah. got a lead they got a lead early. Um, Julio Urias was obviously you know great, um, and the bullpen who you know gave up a few runs. Um, they gave up a few runs, but but that's I think that's the way the Dodgers bullpen is there. They're yeah. They got Gratterall. They have, uh, um, you know, Blake Trinan. Kimbrell didn't make the roster, but the, so they right. they kind of says that you know their 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 bullpen is not the greatest, uh, but it it gets the job done. Yes. It has a lot of solid has a lot of solid talent in there. So yeah. definitely, um, it gets the job done, and they get they get the job done in game one. Um, honestly, the besides, and I mentioned a little bit the Mariners series with Houston is that one I think could easily also go five games there. Um, yeah. I do ultimately think the Astros are going to take it. I mean, we just saw the proof. The proof is right there um, mm-hmm. in the fact that, you know, that they have the clutch hitting. They've been there before. They're not phased by anything. And the Mariners are just going to have to up their game a little bit more than they already have upped it, you know, which is crazy to think. Right. Um, and also, uh, Atlanta shouldn't sleep on the Phillies. Um, and yeah. they, you know, I feel like they did in game one and they, they, yep. they took them lightly and, and Castellanos, you said it too, Castellanos who, who struggled over the, the course of the season. Yeah. Um, it just, again, just more proof that, uh, October baseball, just anything could happen because the, the Padres, you know, Trent, and I mentioned this, um, uh, I mentioned this before is, um, uh, Trent Grisham is one of the best hitters on Padre and the Padres right now, and he yeah. had the fifth lowest OPS in baseball. Um, yeah. so, uh, unlikely heroes, and I think that's the best part of October is that it's not always on the big guys. Uh, you know, the small the the small guys come through too. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the best part for sure. Uh, and definitely there's gonna be plenty, plenty of more exciting moments to come. Uh, nonetheless. Uh, but now uh, we're going to shift over to our interview. Uh, we have Nandini Singh, who's going to talk about her page, Brown Girl Baseball, as well as, you know, we break down a little bit of the Yankees and postseason talk for sure. So here we go. All right. Welcome to the interview portion of the At-Bat Baseball podcast. Uh, we have a guest this time. This is uh, just about, I think, yeah, I was just thinking about it, probably like our fourth or fifth uh, guest, Nandini Singh. There you go. I think that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was definitely uh, as as a man that gets gets his uh, you know, name or sorry, gets his name pronounced wrong all the time. Like, I'm like, I gotta, I always ask people, I'm like, gotta get it right, gotta get it right. Uh, but Nandini, thanks for coming on. Like I said, you didn't have to come on this show. It's like, like we got probably maybe three viewers. One of my, one of them was my mom. You know, so it's like. <laughs> So uh, def- definitely, uh, you know, really appreciate it. Hey, th- think about it this way, too, is like maybe like, you know, we'll be a big podcast one day and you'll be like, oh, look, one of our first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I hope so. And thank you for having me on. I love talking baseball. And like we were talking right before, it's so mm-hmm. cool to have like people of color in baseball. So I'm really happy to be here and support the podcast. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, so we'll get right into it. So really, I uh, just kind of wanted to know uh, how you got into baseball growing up. And then also just how you got your page started. Cause that's the thing I found you on, on TikTok, 
uh, brown girl baseball. And like it, I think uh, it's awesome just because, as you, as you mentioned, you know, people of color doing uh, talking baseball and stuff like that. So, yeah, kind of how did you get started and in uh, with your page and, and in baseball? Yeah, thank you for asking. That's a great question. I love telling this story. So my dad immigrated from India to the Bronx when he was four years old and they moved to Jersey around when he was like seven or eight. But those three years he lived in the Bronx, that's like, you know, such a pivotal time in a kid's life. He just immediately like fell in love with the New York Yankees. And how could you not, especially like in the 70s, you know, you got Thurman Munson and Reggie Jackson and everyone. So he moved to Jersey. And then when I was born, I was the first born. I didn't really have a choice. I like to preface it with that. I did not have a choice to love baseball. I did not have a choice to love the Yankees. It was just forced upon me. But I am very thankful every day obviously to be a Yankees fan and not, not a Mets fan based on what we just saw happen. Um, but also a baseball fan in general um, is I really loved going to Yankees games. We went a lot when I was a kid, we had season tickets at the old stadium. Um, so it would be me and my dad and my mom, eventually my cousins and my siblings would tag along too. Um, and then as I got older, I started just getting interested in baseball in general. So it started with the Yankees, but then, I was like, I love this sport. I love following all the teams. So I kind of just follow generally all 30 MLB teams now. Um, and starting the page, like, I just am really passionate about getting young people excited about baseball. I think like so many times, you know, I'm talking about baseball and people are like, oh, the games are too long. I'm just not interested. I'm not excited. But there's so much to love about this sport. And I really just want to have a platform to like convey that and also say like look it's still cool for like young people and young women to like baseball and if you do I want to have a space for you and if you don't I hope I can get you interested in at least some aspect of the sport um so that's kind of how the TikTok came about I had no experience with TikTok whatsoever but I was telling my friends at here in my grad school like about all these ideas I was having and they're like the best way to reach people is TikTok so you should really start a TikTok and I was like okay um, so I started it. It's been a huge learning curve. I started it in like July, I think. Um, but I mainly focus on one, like explaining baseball and kind of like the rules and all the things that go into a game. Also explaining a lot of like baseball news, like with the playoffs right now, keeping up with that. But I also have some fun with it. Like I did a TikTok the other day on like the ear gate with Joe Musgrove and mm. just like diving into all the like little petty drama that happens in baseball. So that's kind of like what I've been covering um and i've really enjoyed it so far that's amazing and <laughs> by the way i've been i've been looking at your tiktok for the past two days you got a big fan over here it's just, <laughs> it's 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 incredible i think it's so cool about how you know so much about the details i was watching i was watching your video the other day talking talking about wins above replacement mm -hmm. and for me for me as a ball player it's like i know about that but i didn't you know i never knew like the specific details about yeah. it so like if you could just tell me like where does like that passion come from in terms of just you know really knowing like the small details of different stats in the sport itself yeah that is a great question I think it stems from like that original passion of getting people to understand why this sport is special like one thing I always talk about kind of big picture is like okay I love baseball because every time a batter comes up to the plate it's like a mini story in each like at bat right you got one pitcher, you got one batter and all of these different factors around them, like who they are, what park they're playing in, what teams they're on. They're all making a different story every single time. So then the stats are like kind of a way to help explain that story better. Like with war, like who is this batter coming up to a plate and how much are they helping their team big picture help 
like winning specific games. Um, so it's kind of stemming from that original passion of just getting people interested into the sport. And we were talking right before, I actually feel like I'm learning so much about the specifics of each stat as I'm making these videos. Cause like, I know them in my head, right. But to then be able to like make a very concise video that explains the stat that can be really tricky. Cause you can kind of go on tangents for days. Like I'm a big talker. I could just keep talking, talking, but on TikTok, you want to keep things on like under a minute. So I'm like, okay, what is the most important stuff uh, surrounding like war or other stats? And like, how do I accurately convey them? Also in a way that someone who might not even know baseball could walk away and be like, oh, okay, I kind of get that. Or someone who does know baseball be like, oh, I have a more solid understanding of that now. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because, and, and, and I was saying too, is that it's definitely, if, if you're sitting there just watching baseball all the time and you're used to these stats and you try to explain it to someone who has no idea uh, what these stats are, <laughs> it can be kind of hard because you're sitting there like, you know, I have to explain OPS, but then you have to explain on base percentage. And you, yeah. have to explain, you know what I'm saying? So it's all these things and, and you kind of ramble on and the person might lose interest halfway through. So um, it is important to like how you explain it. And I, like I said before, I've, sh I've shown my, my sisters because I try to explain to them, like I'm one of my sisters is like into, like into sports, the other one, not really, but like, I try to explain to them still. Cause they will ask me questions and I'm like, I'm even my little brother too. Cause my little brother, he's, he's not into sports at all. So when he asked me something, I try to explain it, you know, in a very uh, yeah. proper way, but it's, it's, it's hard, not easy, but I definitely like the way you explain stuff. And also just the way uh, that you set like your stories for each video, for example, like you had uh, uh, MLB teams by succession characters, which I mean, yeah. I love succession. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Love that um, one. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, and, and divvied it up. I switched it up a little bit. Cause I was like, this isn't my normal content, but I love succession mm -hmm. so much. And I just had the idea. I was like, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. <laughs> No, yeah, and the thing is, too, is you're right with the whole TikTok thing because, like, I mean, like, I'm 28, and, like, I feel like with TikTok, like, a lot of like a lot of the people using TikTok, obviously, it's mostly younger, like, you know, 17, 18, you know, so even younger, obviously. But um, that is definitely one of the biggest spots for um, – to, or to grow because even me, I've, I've, I've started listening to podcasts just because I've heard them on TikTok and stuff like that. So I think it's super important. Um, but, yeah, no, I really love your work and definitely uh, – um will uh, link your um your tiktok page for sure so other people can see it uh but i do want to get into uh the postseason because obviously we're in the midst of of yeah. uh, baseball and there's so much to talk about i mean you alluded to uh ear gate which i mean is really uh was really something but what what was your uh biggest takeaway from the wild card series yeah i I mean, you got to start with the Mets, right? Like also being from New Jersey and mm -hmm. being surrounded by Mets and Yankees fans. Like I, okay. I hinted at that as a collapse in one of my videos. And I had so many Mets fans in my comments being <laughs> so angry. They're like, that is not a collapse. Don't you remember 2004? Are you too young to remember 2004? I was like, first of all, yes, I remember 2004. <laughs> and also I think it might not be a collapse in the same way, but like, hey, the Mets won 101 games they got swept by the Cubs at the end. They got swept by the Braves in the most important series, which basically like a pre-playoff series. Mm -hmm. um, and then got completely shut out at home in their last game to advance. So, you know, my takeaway was that you can spend all the money and like, you know, this is coming from a Yankees fan, whatever. You can spend all the money, but <laughs> unless you have all of the pieces like in line, working together well, like in tune going into the postseason, things might, you, you might just fall apart. And we saw that with the Mets and the Braves came to play. The Padres came to play. Um, it's just kind of like the energy you have. And I think 
the Max Scherzer start in that first game kind of set a really bad energy. So my, my biggest takeaway, and this sounds like, you know, everyone says this, but anything can happen in the postseason, no matter what happens in the regular season. Um, and that series kind of encapsulated it for me. Um, and then I, we had some great games like the, I, I still haven't figured out if the Rays guardians 15 inning game was great, pit, great pitching or really, really bad hitting. <laughs> we were I talking about that. <laughs> I have not figured that out yet, but like, as a, mostly casual fan watching like obviously I was rooting for the guardians because the Braves. um mm. but like as a mostly casual fan watching I was like whoa like this is this is great and like my other takeaway with that though is that it's probably not great for someone who is just getting into baseball and just getting into um they're like everyone's like oh watch October baseball watch October baseball you this is a game you turn on you're like what is happening <laughs> nothing is happening so like as a <laughs> As a baseball fan, I'm loving it. But as a casual fan, I can imagine me being like, this is this is stupid. But then right after that, you had the Mariners with their comeback. And that was amazing. Um, yeah, I'm just rambling about what happened now. But <laughs> but I thought we had a great wildcard weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the I like the point you brought up about the energy. That's something I'm always talking about on the show. Like teams with a lot of energy, you know, tend to have a lot of success. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, with that being said, when you think about the wild card teams that made it, are there any teams that stick out to you that you think can surprise us? Or do you think, yeah. you know, the higher seeds are kind of set in stone going forward? Or, you know, what do you think is going to happen going forward? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Because yesterday, I mean, three out of the four higher seeds won their game, excluding the Braves. Um, but I think what the lower seed teams have going for them is that energy aspect, like the Mariners, right? They lost yesterday, but you have Luis Castillo on the bump uh, tomorrow. Like, with that game, everything can change, right? And then the Mariners are on this, like, magical run, first time in the postseason in 21 years. I mean, I could see them doing it. As a Yankees fan, I, like, am hesitant to say, but, like, they got Shane Bieber on the bump tomorrow, not tonight. So, like, that's going to be really hard for us in our lineup. Um, and the with the five-game series, the energy can just switch like that. Um, the Phillies won, you know, they almost, they almost let the Braves have come back completely, but they pulled off the win. I'm a little hesitant to say that they'll end up beating the Braves, but because the Braves just look amazing. Um, and yeah. I think they'll come back and, and take care of business, but I could, if I had to pick one, I mean, I hate the Astros, but so it is a little biased, but I could really see Seattle doing it. Um, and maybe the guardians, but I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want that to happen. So I don't want to put that out in the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah I, I totally agree like and then also just i mean we're obviously a chicago-based podcast so like yeah. we're, like we're, we're both uh cubs fans so like we're you know yeah we got no say in this postseason but um yeah just seeing the the way that game ended uh with jordan alvarez like hitting that home run oh i feel like i felt good in and i wasn't even a mariners, mariners fan so i can only imagine what that felt like as a mariners fan but uh i, know. I was it, running home from class to watch the beginning of the yankees game and i was like following the astros game and i was like oh, okay like the mariners got it whatever and then i see yeah. alvarez three run home run walk off and i was like <laughs> what <laughs> hit it to the moon as well it's not even I like know, he almost out of the field that ball <laughs> i know i know and this, and this thing too is like he uh they showed on on mlb tonight the fact that you know he the first two matchups or the first few matchups robbie ray and jordan alvarez like was they were all fastballs there was like it was only one at bat where he actually showed him sliders so i don't understand that you know and also paul seawall was uh was um one for here he was uh 
Jordan Alvarez was one for seven off Paul Seawall career. Yeah. So, it, again, it doesn't really make any sense. But, hey, postseason, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah, and you did also – oh, go ahead. It was a very interesting decision by Scott Service to put Robbie Ray in there. Like, yeah. I want to hear more about his thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And, and he, yeah, he talked about it, how it was just like he's the, one of the best hitters in, in the league and lefty-lefty. But uh, it, it just kind of – I feel like it's it's almost not necessarily disrespectful, but kind of like – I was like, damn, for Paul Seawall, it kind of sucks. Because especially, like, I, I was, I told the buddy up by now, I was like, I feel like you can't win in the postseason if you don't trust your closer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what happened there. And then another thing too, I was gonna say was how you said it's like the it's uh, postseason baseball is just so random too. You kind of or kind of alluded to it, and it's so true. I mean, Trent Grisham is one of the Padres' best hitters right now, yeah. which makes no sense because he had like, like the fifth lowest. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, and we obviously have like the the lowest OPS in, 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 in baseball in Miles Straw playing for the yeah. Guardians. So, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but I kind of want to, uh, at least leading into the, the Guardians, that Guardians-Yankee series, since, of course, you're a Yankee fan, um, how do you feel about the Yankees' chances overall going into October? Obviously, they, they, they were the best team in baseball for most – like, I feel like I feel like it was for most of the season, but for a large part of the season, mm-hmm. they seemed like they were, like, the best team in baseball because the Dodgers, as good as they are, I've said it before even on the show, is that – you know, you face the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, and the Giants a lot uh, compared to yeah. the AL East, where you're facing, you know, these these juggernaut, juggernauts of teams. So, yeah, kind of, uh, what's what's your um, prognostication of the Yankees throughout the playoffs? Yeah, that's a great question that I spent a lot of time thinking about. That August August was terrible. It was like the worst Yankees month in history, or like since the '60s, or something like that. Mm. Um, but we had so many injuries. Sadly, a lot of them have not been able to come back and make the postseason roster. So I feel like I want to be realistic. Our biggest problem is the bullpen because, I mean, all that drama with Chapman, which I'm kind of glad he's not on the team anymore, to be honest. Mm. Um, but then we have, like, uh, Michael King, who is going to be out for this season, Chad Green, Zach Britton. Um, a lot of our, like, the Yankees bullpen guys that you think of are not going to be a part of this run. So that's our biggest um, weakness, in my opinion. And I think it if it doesn't hurt us in the guardian series, um, which it might, because the guardians have a great bullpen with class a. Um, but if it doesn't hurt us in this series, if we make it to the CS, I can see it really hurting us in like a two one run, two run game, like game six. I'm not sure these guys will be able to pull it off every single day with this high pressure. So if our starting pitching delivers, I think we're going to be good, but it's really going to hinge on that. Um, so, I mean, obviously I want to say like, yes, we're going to win the world series, but that for that to happen, the bullpen needs to some like one or two guys need to like surprise us. Like if it's like Wandy Peralta, like maybe he'll like just come and shock us for the next month. And then if one or two guys like step up, I can see us going far. Um, I would love a love. I would love a Yankees Astros CS. A, a lot of Yankees fans won't say that. But I feel like if we make it to the World Series, we need to beat the Astros to get there. Like, that's what needs to happen. Otherwise, I'll feel like, oh, we made it to the World Series, but we didn't beat the Astros, you know? And everyone's going to say, you made it. But would you have made it if the Astros were there? So we got to get that that monkey off our back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was going to say, too, is that, yeah, with the Astros, it's almost like that's like – because I, I have a buddy, too, who's a diehard Yankee fan, too. So uh, they just want to, like, get to the ALCS, beat the, beat the Astros – and then win the World Series, like, yeah. And it's funny because, like, even even like just in general, like, hell, even people our age, like, don't know, like, even though the Yankees won in '09, like, w- at least my buddy, like, we're like, like, it's 
sophomores in high school. So like it really doesn't it really didn't hit him in general. So like he wants another World Series. He needs another World Series. It's funny because I'm I'm just like as much as I don't I like well you know you know the generic fan we don't like the Yankees like overall we do yeah, we, yeah. you know it's nothing personal but we that just like we, yeah, no that yeah that makes sense. <laughs> the way I see it is like they have so many but then also I'm like I tell my my friend I'm like we they have so many like why why do you guys need another one but for the fan especially the fan nowadays they don't they're not used to World Series yeah. celebration so I no, so I, I I get it. I will put in my plug. I feel like this Yankees team is super likable. Like I can see in the past people would have problems with like A-Rod and you know, all this stuff, but this iteration, I just, it, you, it's hard to find a guy on that team that you like wouldn't like if you got to know them, if you watch them play, um, they're just a really fun group of guys. So yeah, I that, encourage everyone to think of that before they. Yeah. they <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's true. And then especially us, like I said, mentioned, but Cus fans, I mean, Rizzo, I mean, mm-hmm, yeah. we'd love for him to win another world series. So. Yeah. Um, that well, alone that, has me rooting for the Yankees right there. Exactly, That's how right? much Rizzo means to us in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, alone, that Rizzo, that home run last night, electric. Oh, it was, Hell yeah. uh, I was so happy for him. And, like, yeah. not to harp on that, but, like, Judge is going to be such a threat that he's going to get walked. Like, he's not going to be really pitched to. So guys like Rizzo, Glaber, Stanton, like, really need to step up. So last night was a good start. Well, Nandini, thank you so much for coming on the show. And like I said before, it won't be the last time, I hope. You know, I hope you had a good time, so you'll, you'll come out again. Uh, thank you for talking baseball with us and, and best of luck with your page. We'll sure be following it. And I'm sure I'll, I'll link it over here too. So everyone can check it out for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. No problem. All right, guys, Nandini Singh and, uh, go back to our at bat baseball podcast coverage. All right. Back from the interview. Uh, honestly, man, that was awesome. One of our best guests so far that we've had no, no doubt. I mean, uh, we haven't, like I said before, haven't had that many, but we appreciate every single one. Yeah. Uh, and I think it makes it more special, you know, when we have, you know, less and less, but, uh, yeah. definitely really cool. Um, I mean, look, uh, and I did mention this too, is the fact that it's, and she, she also did too, is people of color, uh, talking about baseball is really cool to see. I mean, and, and definitely something more you want to see in, in the sport. And, and actually we talked about yeah. it before we even came on air. I did mention this too, also is, uh, the fact that, you know, you have a guy like Adam Amin, um, you know, and, and kind of, you know, uh, we need uh, more guys like that. Um, and it's cool to see him getting a shot and yeah. getting that, you know, talking about that. But, yeah, it was f- really fun, and especially to break down the postseason, to break down the Yankees, uh, stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's it's incredible. And it's so cool when we when we speak to, you know, different people who have different perspectives of the game. And and Nadine's really smart. She, oh, my gosh, I, got, I could talk to her about baseball all day. It's so cool just with – you know, I talked about during the interview when she's explaining wins above replacement. And and even me as, as a diehard baseball person who's grown up with this game, I've always known what it is, but I've never I've never fully understood the details of it. Um, so it's just, you know, it's just co- so cool to learn something from from everyone. And, you know, she's so informative. So, you know, it's just it's awesome. It's awesome. So I, I look forward to having her on again and, you know, diving deeper into, you know, how things have played out down the line. Yeah, no, I definitely want to have her on again, and um, for sure, uh, like for like a, a postseason wrap up because I know that'll probably be the biggest one once the World Series is done and stuff like that yeah. to wrap up the, the October with like you know Gabe and Chris. So we'll have yeah. those guys on as well. Um, but yeah, that uh, that will do it for episode twenty eight of the At Bat Baseball Podcast uh, for Saul Rodriguez and Miles Porter. Uh, we will see everyone next week.